Welcome to Nathan's School of Thought. I'm Nathan Walker, Global Performance Coach, here to share principles gleaned from decades of teaching, training, and coaching on four continents. Whether you're a senior executive, salesperson, new parent, military leader, artist, musician, head of a nonprofit, or a student, it doesn't matter who you are, only who you can become. Join me each week to have your brain flipped upside down as we move together toward a happier, healthier, and much more productive life. Hello, my friends. I was thinking this week about an experience I had in Japan and something that surprised me a great deal. I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere. I made my own moccasins and wore them to school because I was a nerd. I wanted to be a saddle maker and I knew I would never leave that state and never leave that farm, and that was my lot in life. However, as I got older, I had a desire to serve someone somehow, and so I put in paperwork to become a missionary and was assigned to Japan. Now, you have to imagine what it was like for a kid who had mostly talked to cows and horses and a few siblings to be plucked off the farm and dropped in the middle of a city of several million people, probably tens of millions, who knows. I do remember just having terrible culture shock, not that I didn't like Japan, but boy, did I think I was an outsider. I was six foot three, had almost white hair and a dark tan, and it was obvious that I wasn't from around there. I can remember what it was like to be on the trains and to look out over everyone else. I remember being excited and a little curious and somewhat nervous about different kinds of food. As you might imagine, the language was a real challenge. I had been through an intensive language and culture training program that lasted somewhere between 9 and 12 weeks, but that was my only introduction to Japanese, and I was expected to speak that language for the next 18 months. About all I could remember when I got there was, where's the bathroom and, hey, y'all got something to eat? Okay, there was a little more to it than that, but I felt so out of place. But there was one thing that surprised me more than all of that put together. One thing that stood out as the most shocking experience of my life. And that was that when I got to Japan, I expected to feel different. And I didn't. I still felt like me. I couldn't decide if I should be alarmed or comforted by the thought. But I was shocked. I didn't feel like a new person. I didn't feel Japanese. I just felt like me. Most of us think that a change in circumstance or a change in the amount of pressure that we're under or a change in the behavior of our children or our spouse or our spouse telling us we behave like children, most of us think that changing something like that outside of ourselves changes who we are, or what we feel like, or what we struggle with, or what we desire, or fill in the blanks. But it doesn't. A few years ago, a man whom we will call Michael approached me and asked me about getting some personal coaching. He explained that he was in an incredibly difficult situation. He was struggling at work, worried that he would lose his job, 
or trying to decide if it was worth just walking away. His manager was kind of a tyrant. They were asking him to do more than he could do. He was under tremendous stress with the travel requirements and the number of hours he was spending. It was affecting his home and family life, and he was really concerned about just getting out of that situation. As we talked, he said something like, I know that things will be better. I know that I think this way, and I struggle with this, and I obsess over this, and I get frustrated by this, and my relationships are like this, but when I get that new job, things will be better. That's an interesting thing to think about. I asked my friend Michael to take an assessment that I often use as a baseline for coaching. The assessment is incredibly accurate and helps me identify habits of thinking that are getting in my friend's way. He took the assessment and was even more convinced that it wasn't showing a balanced version of him, but sort of the worst version, the worst case scenario. He said if we waited a year, and he took it again, and we looked at maybe starting some coaching stuff then, he'd be in a much better situation. Things would be easier, and the assessment would show a more balanced version of him. Knowing what the outcome would be, but willing to humor him a little bit, I said, okay, we'll wait. A year later, he took the assessment. You'll be interested to know that he did get a different score, by one point, out of several hundred possible. We are prone to thinking that when we get into a different situation, things will be better, not realizing that we are still us. We sort of carry around sacks of what we've been through, and those sacks follow us as luggage into every situation. Change the situation without changing the pattern of thinking, and... The same things rear their heads again. You hang with you. You take you with you into every place, into every circumstance, into every relationship. If you want to change the eventual outcome, change you. All of us kind of carry around our sacks of stuff. My friend Michael was convinced that if he had a different job much of his problems would go away. But the thing is, Michael was carrying around his sacks of stuff, the stuff that makes him feel like him, just as I had felt in Japan. He was surprised and frustrated that his new circumstances a year later didn't make him feel any different than him. If you want to make a change in you, in how you feel about you, that's what you have to work on. External forces and external circumstances are not what makes us feel balanced, whole, complete, or like ourselves. Too many of us take our opinion of ourselves or our feelings about our own value from outside our own minds and our own bodies. An extreme example of this is, of course, social media and its effect on especially high schoolers. Think about the position they're in right now. If you're 15 or 16 years old, you're likely to believe that likes and follows are some indication of your value, of your worth, or of how you should feel about yourself and others. 
but we know that they're not. They're completely false. They're simply an external, shallow indicator of another person's preoccupation. We cannot take our opinion of ourselves or our value from what external forces have to say. We are wise, however, to examine that feeling that we have about who we really are. You, you remember, are completely unique. Your strengths, your capabilities, your passions, your ability to serve others and change the world is completely unique to you. Feeling like yourself is a place that you should learn to be comfortable in. It's a place that you should learn to love. Never allow yourself to be influenced by external things, circumstances, friends, jobs, managers, the words of a friend or a foe, to the point that you start to believe them. You are important simply because you exist. God doesn't create creatures just to throw them away. There must be some reason for you to be here. If you're still alive, you still have work to do. Now, for a living, I help people with this. But only when they decide that they want to think a different way. If you decide to change your circumstances by changing your spouse, your job, your religion, your community, even your group of friends— you will find that that's not a lasting change and that you still feel like you. If feeling like you is a bad thing, that's a sad place to be. If feeling like you is a good thing, you can learn to value and appreciate it even more. The best way to do that is by identifying your strengths and your gifts and applying them in the service of someone else. Every time you do, you will find a little more validation, a little more understanding, a little more clarity about how absolutely, truly valuable you are to yourself as well as to your friends and to the world as a whole. If you feel like you need some help getting to the best version of you, of course I would love to help you. If you want more information about it, you can go to natewalkercoaching.com and click the contact link up at the top of the page. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you about how I can help you best. Maybe it's the assessment that my friend Michael took. Maybe it's something else. In the meantime, however, sit down and take a few minutes to write every passion that you can think of. Write every strength that you believe is yours. And then think of ways that you could apply those strengths and those passions in the service of someone else. If you want feeling like you to be the best thing ever, that's where you start. If I can help you identify the habits of thought that are getting in your way, I will gladly do so. If you take time to study your own self, your own gifts, your own experiences, your own lessons, and your own passions, then it doesn't matter if you're in Japan, or at work, or at home, in the bathroom or the kitchen, in the office or on vacation, being you 
will be a wonderful thing to be, and others will be drawn to it. Ja, mata ne. We'll talk again soon.